are tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by Replays, Gameware, Movies, and More, and IDE Computers. Now your hosts, Sam Dunham, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, and Josh Harrison. Welcome to another fine episode of Nerd Overload, the pop and nerd culture show that covers everything from Amiibos to Zap Brannigan. I'm Cody. I'm Josh. I'm Sam. We have a great show for you this week. As always, we have a bunch of news. But first, we're going to talk about some things we've been checking out this week. As we usually do. As we usually do. That's right. Well, I last night I watched uh, Snowpiercer. All right. Excellent. Kind of old now, but it was still it was a really great movie. Uh, yeah. Really great fight choreography. The fights were really brutal and cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reminded me of Old Boy, but the guy that directed Old Boy produced it. So Yeah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> I like how it's like every section of the train was like a different setting, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you want to do the, like the elevator pitch of what the show is about? It's a movie's about, I guess. It's a post-apocalypse thing where they try to fix global warming with something. I think it was called CW32 or so, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. And it just freezes the whole planet. And the only people left alive were the people riding on a train like a super train that never stops and it recirculates water and stuff. There's only people left for the people on this train and all the, all the poor people have to live on the back and, and it's crappy and all the rich people live on the front and it's not crappy for them. Right. And it's basically the people on the back of the train revolting and trying to get to the front. Yeah. Now it's based on a uh, French comic also called Snowpiercer. And uh, the comic was really good, too. I read so. that they're different, though. They're two they are different, different stories. Yeah, they are two different stories. But, uh, but I mean, they got enough of it right that I think it it works. It works both ways to watch the com- to watch the movie and read the comic. Yeah. It's it's good. The movie made me want to read the comic. Yeah, I'll let you borrow them. That's, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, it, was re- it gets really dark, too. It, it's not afraid it to get super dark. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me of, like, Bioshock. But instead of an underwater city, it's a train. Yeah, yeah, you know what, kind of. Yeah, like, I guess you're right. I remember when it was coming out, and it kind of reminded me of um, Metro 2033. It's oh, a, I've only played that game for like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's a game. It was originally a book, and he's writing another one, actually. But it's like a post-apocalyptic in Russia, but the only people who survived were down in the subway subway system. And then like basically the whole metro system became a... A civilization. Like, each station is almost like its own little country. Aren't bullets money, too? Yes. Yeah. Military-grade military, military grade clean ammo is uh, the currency. But you can also shoot it in a pinch. <laughs> which I found out really hard through the about halfway through the game that I was like, wait a minute. Where's you, all my money? You're shooting I've been all accident- your money. I've been accidentally shooting all my money. Because there's a <laughs> button to switch switch the types. That's a really good, really smart gameplay mechanic, too, where, oh, my money is also... You know, yeah. my ammo. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's fun and it's hard, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I like. I I, I don't I, I get kind of tired of games just kind of holding your hand. Yeah, you just kind of <laughs> walk through. Yeah, my check it out. I guess uh, last Saturday I played my first session ever of Fifth Edition D and D. All right, and I really, really, really like it. It's the first time I really got into it. I I didn't really play Fourth Edition very much. I I read about it and I read through it. I was like, I didn't like it. I didn't like the setup. This one definitely feels like a cross between 3.5, which is where I came into D&D, mm-hmm. uh, and 2nd Edition, which is really fun, but also really hard. That's uh, That was the advanced D&D, right? When they, yeah. when they released it. Yeah. Way back when. Basically, like they changed some stuff to make more sense, 
like a lot, like in third edition in 3.5, you had like a giant skill tree, or not skill tree, but a skill list, and you had to pump points into these different skills to use them. Well, now they've lumped a bunch of the skills under larger umbrellas, so you don't have to sit there and waste points on like, well, I can climb, but I can't swim. But now they have like athletic skill, which covers jumping, swimming, climbing, things of that nature. It's a little more streamlined. Yeah. Honestly, like if you're not playing like a super complicated class, like say uh, like a wizard or something, all you really need is like the f- front half of the first sheet, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, character generation was a little, uh, it took a little bit to get used to because some, like I said, some things are a little different. Uh, they also kind of generic some of the weapons, like some things. They again, it's larger umbrellas fitting under things right but that's when uh that's when actual like um the role play and like the creativity comes in where you can oh, yeah. you can describe things oh, however yeah. you want yeah, yeah. You know? and um when you're making your character on top of you know you know your race and your class and stuff like that some of the other things that determine what your character can do and is good at is you pick backgrounds of your character mm, okay there's different things like soldier sailor things like that they give you access to certain things then there's um, ideals, which help kind of role-play your character of things you, uh, your character might believe in or think. And then there's, mm-hmm. like, flaws. Like, to give you an example, my character, now don't laugh, is a dwarf fighter. Yep. I knew it was going to happen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, <laughs> I'm not I, I, surprised. I, I can see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like playing dwarf fighters. Anyway. Oh. Um, he's a dwarf fighter. You can, you can relate. You, so shut there. up. <laughs> he, uh, he's got the soldier background. Uh, he was a standard bearer in his clan army. Mm. Like this, seriously, this is all stuff from this list that you could choose. He's his ideal is the person that is next to him is worth dying for. Mm-hmm. But his flaw is if you haven't proven yourself a warrior, he won't give you respect. Ah, so it's just fun. Uh, I really, I it's really interesting. I can't wait till I get to play again and really get into the meat of it because we, you know, your first session is generally building your character and then a little bit of gaming. Right, right. Versus when you get to the second session and then beyond where it's just straight into the playing. Right. I mean, I enjoy it. I really look forward to playing more with it. It's definitely, I feel like Wizards kind of learned from their past mistakes and instead of trying to turn it into a tabletop version of a video game like 4th Edition was, it's more back to a, okay, people didn't like that, so we're going to get kind of back to what it was. It sounds like a middle of the road between the two. Kind of. If they simplified the skill tree. Or you know, a little bit, and... yeah, because um, the, the fighter class had some other stuff added to it. Like uh, you can choose fighting styles at first level, and my, my fighting style I chose was protection because I like being short, uh, shield and weapon mm-hmm. kind of guy. He has a thing called protection, and uh, I can... If an enemy is attacking somebody who's in my party five feet away from me and is not targeting me, I can do a special thing that they have to take a minus on their attack roll against my party member. Mm-hmm. There's like no, there's like no cooldown to it or anything like that. But I do have another ability that is kind of like a cooldown, but it's a second wind, mm-hmm. and once per rest period or whatever, I can roll a die and gain some of my hit points back. Oh, very cool. Now I have one question. Will my diabetic barbarian character, Wilford Brimstone, be able to be made in 5th edition? Possibly. Awesome. Possibly, maybe. I don't know. Well, I'm sold then. I'm sold. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely have to get a game going. Oh, no. Yeah, I I liked it. I can't wait to get more. Also, there are a crap ton of races. 
like in the standard like handbook, there was always like you know human elf dwarf half orc halfling kind of stuff. Right. They're, on top of all the races, now they have they've added in sub races into the selection too. Like oh, that's another thing. None of the races have minuses. Oh wow, okay. Like before, you always had a plus and a minus. Right, right, right. But now it's all pluses. Okay. And like your sub race, like a dwarf gets plus two to constitution, so you get more hit points. Mm. But then there's two sub races of dwarves: there's hill dwarf and mountain dwarf. And mountain dwarves get a plus two to strength. Oh, okay. So it, it's kind of weird. It's I mean, it's it's interesting. Also, it feels like they kind of replaced the feat system from third. Mm. But uh, which gave your character you know different things you could do. Yeah, I've, I've heard it's a little three, more three or four feet instead of two. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, ha 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 ha. Yeah. ha. I heard it's a little more modular. Like it's going to be easier for them to kind of add stuff into it, you know, in later editions or later. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Ancillary books the one thing, the one thing I did read though is it's not open source like th- like third and three point five was. So you mm. don't have a whole lot of um third-party books and adventures coming out, oh, which okay. kind of breaks my Yet. heart a little bit. Yet, but like right now, they're saying it's not open source, so there won't be. Eventually. Yeah. I mean, eventually they'll make it open source, probably Hopefully. when probably when 6th edition comes out. Eventually, yeah. 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 Which is kind of weird, because there for a long time, like 3rd and 3.5, that was sitting there for a long time. No, no new editions came out. And mm-hmm. then 4th edition came out a year and a half, two years ago, and now they're already up to 5. Right. And I, I, I partially blame the fact that fourth was such a travesty yeah yeah <laughs> but that's pretty much my check it out okay cool um you know i've actually done uh, quite a few things i read some comics i watched some movies and tv shows and stuff the one i really kind of want to talk about it's not really all that geeky in like the traditional sense but go with me here baseball season started this past monday and uh i'm a huge cleveland indians fan and there's one uh tradition that uh my family and i we uh we have every year is before the opening of the season for good luck we watch major league major league is was a comedy movie made back in the uh late 80s early 90s based around the cleveland indians being the worst team in the league <laughs> the whole the whole plot of it is the um a uh, a new uh, G- general manager comes in decides they hate cleveland they want to move out they want to move the team to florida but to move the team to florida they have to come in dead last in the in the standings so they hire all these retired players injured players and young guys that like (laughs) are no good like they hire charlie sheen out of the california penal league (laughs) and like all this stuff and they uh it's it's basically the underdog story that where they they turn it around about halfway through the movie and you know they they go on they they well they don't win it but they get really really close so yeah they, they don't come dead last yeah but it's uh it's a really great movie, and you know what? It now that I'm kind of talking about it, it is kind of geeky, you know. It is. Because I mean, I, I don't try to dog on people on anything, you know, because everything is kind of geeky. In oh its yeah, own way. you can yeah. be you can be a geek about anything. I mean, shoot, you know what? People who can uh, give stats and scores and years that players played for certain teams and where they got traded and what they got traded for and all that stuff. That's just as geeky. As Cody, you rattling off something about classic games, or you talking about D and D, Josh, yeah. or me talking about comic book stuff. Hill dwarves. Yeah, it's all it's it's all geeky stuff. You know what? We're, geek shouldn't be a uh, um, you know an enclosed term for just you know the yeah. you know the comic books and the movies and the yeah, games. Yeah, it's anything you are passionate about. Anything yeah. that you are passionate to an extreme level about, and have a I lot think. of specialized knowledge that yes. that somebody else wouldn't. Exactly. The casual fan wouldn't know. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, I know jack squat about sports. Yeah. But I work with guys, 
and they can just sit there and rattle, 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 rattle. And I'm like, I am so lost in the reads. It's ridiculous. Oh, I love sports, but I can't memorize stats like my dad can. My dad is like, he's like that with like anything. Like a steel trap. Like a steel trap with it. Yeah, it's great. It's great talking to him about it. It's uh. But yeah, um, and, I, and I'm really glad yeah. that you and your you and your dad and stuff have have something like that. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's really cool. cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Actually, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, uh, let's move on to some of the new stuff. Um, oh, I, go ahead. I kind of want to do a, a catch up on a former check it out. I, oh yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah I was talking about a code name Steam. Yes. I think a couple episodes ago. Yeah, a couple of them said yeah. that the enemy turns were too slow, and that was what kept me from recommending the game. You mm-hmm. know, completely. Mm-hmm. They fixed it. Yeah, <laughs> a patch came out I, yesterday, I think. Yeah, you said that. You said last week they announced it at Nintendo Direct. Yeah, it's yeah. out now. Okay, and it does. It fixes the whole game. Good. It it goes from being a maybe if you kind of like turn based strategy and you're really desperate for a game, try it. To it's definitely worth trying if that kind of game is your thing. Okay, excellent. Yeah, especially if you have a new 3ds because it's even faster on that than oh, it is on regular. Fantastic. Awesome. Yay! So check that out. Awesome. All right. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and move over some news real quick. You know, we're already talking about games and stuff. Do we want to talk about? Um, the new Lego. Yeah, let's talk about the new Lego. Thing. Lego Dimension. Yeah, yes. let's do yeah, that. It's called Lego Dimensions. Uh, it's basically like your Skylanders or your Amiibos, but with Legos. Yeah, which that's cool. automatically has me sold. Because yeah. if there's any toy that I am super passionate about, I mean, I may not buy all the sets, but I love Legos. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I would... Plus, it's a Lego game, and I've never played a bad one. I would love. I love the Lego games. I would love Lego toys. If they weren't so freaking expensive. Yeah. Oh, I know, right? Like my buddy Chris, he gets away with it somehow, and he has. I went to his when I went house and played D anD. d He has the brand new Lego pirate ship sitting on his freaking piano, uh, and I'm like, oh, and I'm man. sitting there, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you are a jerk, <laughs> biggest <laughs> I, jerk in the world. I never have time to put them together. I get them every once in a while, and then I never have time to sit down and actually build them. Oh man. <laughs> I, I just hate how expensive they are because, like, the ones I really want are the, you know, the really expensive well, of ones. Course, of course. 60 $90, you know, stuff like that. I've been sitting on a Millennium Falcon since Christmas, and I haven't built it. <laughs> <laughs> I know they keep putting stuff out for the, the DC line. Like, I really want that Invisible Jet, and I really want yeah. that one, that set that comes with Gorilla Grodd. Oh, I know, That would right? be awesome. But they're, like, 50 60 bucks. I'm like, Ain't nobody spend, got time for that. I can't <laughs> spend that kind of money on Legos. I mean, I would love to, but, you know. Yeah, we're grown-ups. Anyways, getting back to this game. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so for people who don't know what the Amiibo or the Skylander Thing formula is. is, it's like a, a, a large world, like sandbox kind of yeah, thing where I you kind of go in and do... I think they call them toys to life games is the industry term. Where Interesting. You, okay, that's where, actually yeah, kind of cool. Where you take a toy, you put it on the... I think they A sensor. A, yeah, sensor, but it's like a big Lego portal, and it puts yeah. it whatever you built. Well, it's not you don't customize it, right? But whatever the toy is, you put it on there. It puts it in the game, and then you can use it in the game to do to run challenges or you know, or just drive around the city or whatever. Yeah. And they actually had a trailer that came out along with the announcement, and I swear it looks like the plot to Leg- the Lego Movie Two. And it, it really probably does. will be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Lego seems, especially since they're utilizing character, at least one character from the Lego movie. Well, technically too, so because if you, can, if you, count, if you Batman. count Batman, because yeah. that's Will Arnett in the in the commercial. Is it? it? Yeah, it is. Okay. 
But yeah, wild stuff. But he doesn't act like Lego Batman though. He was more kind of more regular Batman. Well, he didn't have enough screen screen time. This is true. This is true. And plus, you know, there's Joel McHale doing his thing. Yeah, he's being Jeff. Anyways, uh, I got the prices pulled up here for the sets and stuff. It looks like um, I think the the game itself is like a hundred bucks. Game's a hundred bucks. The starter pack, and it comes with uh, Gandalf, Wild Star from the Lego Movie, and Batman as playable characters. And the portal. And the portal. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the starter set. Yeah. And uh, let's see. It Which looks like a spin- hundred a hundred bucks is already starting you steeper than Skylanders and yeah. Disney Infinity. Yeah, because yeah, I think my Disney Infinity starter set was like seventy five. Yeah, yeah. And then you get uh, different packs and different uh, sizes uh, come in thirty uh, twenty nine ninety nine, twenty four ninety nine, and fourteen ninety nine for like different sized things, all with different pieces and levels and all this stuff. Man. It sounds awesome, but man, that's yeah, that's getting real expensive real quick, you know. Well, Although you get Legos, though. it's different than like the other ones because the other ones you're buying a hunk of plastic that doesn't do anything. True. At least with this, you're getting a Lego set that you build and then you put it in the game. Ah, that's true. That's yeah, true, I mean, but... and it makes me wonder if maybe the Lego minifigures will come off their base. I'm sure oh, they will. I would, I would hope so. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. I'll. It comes out in September, so. I'll probably pre-order it so I can pay it off. I'll probably wait and see. And I don't own a a next-gen system, so I can't play it at all. (laughs) Well, you can come to my house, and we can play Lego games together. Sounds good. Sounds good, buddy. Also, it's Traveler Sales that's doing the game, the people who regularly do the Lego games. Okay, well, that's good, at least. So they'll they'll do good there. I don't know. It's just kind of interesting because you've got, in the trailer, you've got the Back to the Future world. Yeah, there's a Wizard of Oz one. Which they don't have an official Wizard of Oz set. Yeah. Yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited for possibly, you know, buy it now. You're like Yellow Brick Road Trek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I want a Lego Doc Brown. He didn't come with the DeLorean, did he? I don't know. I think, it's I don't think he does. Does he? Yeah, I think he does. I don't like the model they picked for that DeLorean, though. I don't well, no, it it's, it's interchangeable. Good. I mean, the, you can change pieces on it between the different ones. Oh, I mean, just the way it looks. Oh. The way they constructed it. Yeah, just well, how do you think a Lego good. DeLorean's going to look? More like the DeLorean. <laughs> it's not as good as like the Ecto One Ghostbusters one is. That one's dead on. Yeah, yeah. true. It just, it just looks weird. I yeah. don't know. Something about it is off. It's all right. I'm waiting personally for the uh, Lego Golden Girls living room set, <laughs> which is a thing that which somebody's a, trying which to is do. Which is a thing. If you go over to the website nerdoverload.com, you'll see the article there. That's it's a thing that might actually happen. I'd probably buy it. I would too. I would too. I, I like the Golden Girls. Heck Good yeah, he doesn't like the Golden Girls. <laughs> shoot, shoot that angry looking face that uh, that Maud has. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the character is, is it Dorothy? Dorothy. Dorothy that's, yep. Yeah. Yep. B. Arthur. B. Yeah. Arthur. I can't wait till somebody reshoots the theme sequence, but with Lego people. Oh, that would be great. I'm surprised it hasn't happened before. Yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on from that, we get um, more game stuff real quick. We've got we... a couple more things. A couple yeah. more things, yeah. Do we want to talk about the uh, Professor Layton stuff? Sure. Yeah, there's a new Professor Layton game and a new uh, Fantasy Life game, both by Level 5. Level 5 had a big, is a game company. They had a big like event the mm-hmm. other day and announced a bunch of new stuff. They're making a new Professor Layton and a new Fantasy Life, but they're on phones. Okay, what's the? I don't see what the issue is with that. Phone games aren't any good, <laughs> for the most part. These were console games originally with, that need you know buttons and. Well, actually, Layton would work fine on a phone. Yeah, yeah. Layton was, was a, was a, was a, a DS series. Thinking, yeah. yeah, but it's a card game. 
Oh, um, which doesn't make any sense. Well, card games rarely work on on phones anyway. Yeah. Well, most card games on anything kind of suck. Yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah, Layton isn't a card based thing. It's a puzzle. It's a game about solving riddles. Like I don't see why they would make this change. I don't know. And then yeah. Fantasy Life, it looks like they turned into like a generic town builder, like a Farmville yeah. type thing. Yeah, I is... saw that. I saw something about that. They added like the Clash of Clans style, like placing houses and like building your whatever. Yeah. And uh, that that doesn't look great. But... It's like they're taking these two pretty big DS franchises and turning them into cash grabs. Crash, yeah, cash grab mobile generic mobile games. Yeah, because that's where the money is. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's true. This has nothing to do with Nintendo and the the uh, um, DNA stuff, right? No. Okay. No, this isn't a Nintendo thing. Right. Okay. So um, do you suppose Nintendo is going to look at how this does, the level five stuff does, and go, you know, maybe this is the way we should do stuff, or maybe we should, you know, do it differently? Do you think? I don't know. Testing the water kind of a little bit? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think they've probably got their own thing going. There okay. were Nintendo never pays attention to anybody else but themselves. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're a very insular company. Well, at least they're focused. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that Final Fantasy Record Keeper that just came out. That's a DNA oh, it is. published game. Okay. And it uses pay transactions decently. I don't feel like I'm being ripped off when I play it. Okay. Okay. But mobile can be done right, but this doesn't seem right for the franchises. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. As I know they tried um, uh, Ace Attorney or Phoenix Wright on mobile there yeah. a while back. Yeah. I don't. And I mean that, that was it. It worked okay. Yeah, yeah. That I mean it's... because they didn't change the, the the style of the game. Yeah, you just bought each chapter. Mm-hmm. Then again, there wasn't really a whole lot of action to those games. No, either. Yeah. it's a lot of just kind of sitting and tapping at yeah. your screen, tapping dialogue, reading dialogue. Yeah, and having a very weird look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we have enough time for one more game thing here. It's another uh, level five one, but it is, this yeah. time Nintendo is publishing it. Yeah. It's uh, Yokai Watch, which is a, it's a 3DS game that is just huge in Japan. It's their new Pokemon. Yeah. And the concept is similar to Pokemon, it's, too. Yeah, it's like a Japanese folklore, right? Yeah, you're a kid with a special watch that lets him see Japanese folklore monsters called Yokai. And I guess he goes around and collects them and battles them, I would guess. Uh, Pokemon. Yeah. It's, it's basically <laughs> Pokemon with different monsters and a watch. Gotcha. But it's just nuts popular in Japan. Everything has Yokai Watch. Yeah, on they're it. like on their third one already, aren't they? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, the third one they just announced it takes place in America, apparently. Oh, okay. Which that might be the one we're getting is that, that one. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> It'd be more translatable. Yeah, the kid moves to a town in America called St. Peanutsburg. Ah, nice. (laughs) (laughs) But I wonder if it's going to work in America. Is it going to go? Because the characters are very much based in Japanese mythology and Japanese culture. Are they going to be able to to, uh, localize that to where it makes sense or captures what makes the original so popular in Japan? Maybe they'll start. Maybe they'll fold uh, some American uh, folklorish monsters into it, like Sasquatch and <laughs> yeah. Jersey Devil, the things Jersey like Devil. that. Oh, there Moth we go. Man. There we go. Yeah. Uh, you know what? If if they hit it, if they hit it just right, they it might it might do well. I mean, they they have like a te- a cartoon and all sorts of other stuff. 
Like yeah, I, th- this, I think they're right? doing the cartoon and the toys are going to come out too. Yeah, I know Bandoi- Bandai's big behind uh, uh, this show. I, yeah. I've heard about that. I mean, I, I guess there's probably enough otaku Japanese pop culture people out there in America that might make the sales. Yeah, it'll it'll do well enough, but is it going to be the huge sensation here that it is in Japan? Well, I tell you what, little kids are going to love it because it's 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 Pokemon. It's battle monsters. It's yeah. battle monsters. If you get enough reviewers, I think what's really going to come down to is uh, how it's um, perceived by online reviewers because, uh, like I said, little kids are going to buy it because it's it's a game. But you know, the older demographic, the ones that are going to go out and spend the money on the toys and everything else. I think are going to be looking at the reviews for it. Yeah, I haven't that's... heard anything about the, if the game's good or not. <laughs> yeah, see, and I think once it's gonna, we're gonna have to wait until it actually comes out in America before we hear anything about it. Really, yeah. you know, because like Monster Hunter is huge in Japan, but it just doesn't catch on that big here. No, yeah, it fizzled. True. It fizzled pretty hard here. I mean, I although there we... are some pretty big hardcore. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It has a definite fan base in America that's. You know, it's nothing to sneeze at, but it's not as big as it is. It's in no Japan. Digimon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've gotten a lot of street passes of people playing Monster Hunter. Oh, from nice cons and stuff. So nice. yeah, it, it didn't flop, but it's not. It's not Pokemon. It didn't take America by storm. Yeah. Well, then again, Pokemon was really kind of that was like um, just the perfect time yeah. for it. You know? Oh, I know. I mean, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. It I mean, was kind of a new concept at the time, too. Yeah, it, it really was. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Digimon came out, and honestly, I like Digimon more than Pokemon. <laughs> the Blasphemy. Well, well the, car- the cartoon's better. Yeah, cartoon's yeah. better. Yeah, I mean, the games were never better than the Pokemon. Oh games. no, 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 no. I mean, the 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 idea was interesting. They run were... around the digital world and do stuff, but it was no Pokemon. Yeah, well, the games were Tamagotchis, right? The first ones, yeah. Yeah, the first there's one. A, there's a PlayStation game that was pretty there good. There were a couple. Really weird. Digimon World and Digimon World 2. I had them. Yeah. I was all about it. <laughs> but I think that's uh, where we'll take our break, and we'll be back uh, after some music. Sounds good. Nerd Overload would like to thank IDE Computers for their support. With over 19 years of service, IDE is located on Delaware Avenue, Marion, 387-3376. Nerd Overload is brought to you in part by Replays, gameware, movies, and more. Replays is the place for all your gaming needs, from retro up through current-gen systems and accessories. They even have a free customer rewards program. Mount Vernon Avenue, Marion, across from the Marion Plaza, 751-4072, or online at facebook.com slash replaysmarion. You got the touch You got the power
Welcome back to the show. You were just listening to The Touch by Stan Bush from the Transformers animated movie. A classic. A classic. It is a great movie. I love I that movie. I love that movie. It's the best Transformers movie out there, I think. I'm not it's even the a... only Transformers movie yeah. out there. <laughs> I'm not even a big Transformers guy, and I love that movie. Yeah. Well, speaking of movies and color robots, they're making a movie about Five Nights at Freddy's, the game. The right? ga- yeah, the game about killer uh, animatronic Chuck E. Cheese-style robots. Yeah. This is my nightmare. <laughs> I think it's great fodder for a movie. Like, yeah. One of the first things I thought playing it was this would make a good movie. I don't know. It sounds like one of those like kind of cheesy movies that you might see like on Chiller or like Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Even that would be okay. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they'd have to do a little more than what the game is because the game is just set in one room, right? One building. One. Yeah. Well, Two, three different buildings. But I mean, like the actual games. gameplay is just like one room. Yeah, they probably have them like leave the like the the security office. The whole thing is about your security guard watching a, a Chuck E. Cheese knockoff, and at night the the animatronics wander around. And if you know the point of the game is uh, try not to have the animatronics kill you by constantly checking on where they are and flashing lights and closing doors and stuff like that. And it's it's just it's jump scare fodder, yeah. right? Basically, but it's got a lot of lore and it has story a, behind it. Has a it. lot of back, back, yeah, Which is background weird. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's there if you want to look for it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think if they do a movie, that he's definitely going to be like wandering around the shop at night. Oh yeah. Of, yeah, it's not going to be you know an exact. Yeah, are they ever? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> no. you, you movies that are made based on video games. No, that's kind of the one. It's a good thing you brought that up. That's kind of the one thing I'm a little worried about with it. I mean. It, it's a good plot for a movie, don't get me wrong, but video games do not have not historically transferred well to films. Can you think of one movie that based on a video game that was good? Uh, I like the Dead or Alive movie. It was stupid and cheesy, but See, I liked ex- it. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's where it is. I love the street the first Street, yeah, Fighter, street movie Fighter movie with ja- Raul Julia. It's dumb as hell, but I mean it's I love it, but it's a terrible movie. It's really bad. Uh, Mortal Kombat was not very good. Hey, 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 the first Mortal Kombat was okay. It's just okay. It's though. just okay. And then the second one was absolute oh, hey, garbage. It was garbage. That was hey, hot steaming garbage. Super Mario Brothers, the movie, is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's terrible. No, it's real bad. It's real bad. But even like the Resident Evil movies, those movies are only good because of Mila Jovovich. If she weren't in the, those films, there was nothing That and they have very little to do with the games at Ex- all. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Especially that like that last one where like they're in the desert. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Nemesis looked pretty good, though. The thing about this, though, is those are all games made by huge companies. This is just a game that one dude made. Yeah, that's true. So instead of having to deal with this whole company who wants to sell the, the product, <laughs> sell product for their game to people who also want to put butts in seats and having conflicting interests and it turns into a big mess, this is just one guy in one movie company. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, you got a good point there. I mean, this could open the door for like indie, more indie developed games to be, you know, transferred into movies, movies like yeah. um, Shovel Knight the movie. Hashtag confirmed. Oh that, no, that would be awesome. Yeah. I, I'd watch the heck out of that. An animated. Oh, an, I know. An animated right? limited series, like thirteen episode animated series of Shovel Knight, would be great. Yeah, that'd be cool. Taking on one one boss at a an episode. That oh, would be awesome. Man. That'd be but great. Like, uh, what is it? The uh, the ones with the uh, um, they're like zombies, but they're like um, uh, spore people, or oh, like Last of Us. Oh, Last of Us. Last of Us. That would probably that would transfer well to a movie. I think they are making a movie, of right? That. Yeah. yeah. It basically is the game is basically a movie that you play. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there are some other indie games. Again, I'm not. I'm not of the three of us here. I'm like the least gamer of the three yeah. of you guys. But, Last of Us wasn't really an indie game either. That was a big time. Yeah, that was a AAA guess, title. Okay, yeah. see, see, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. Um, Supposedly, like, a, Metal, a Metal Gear script has been made a long time ago. There's still There was some kind of news about that the other day, too. I forget what it was, but they're still working on it. I mean, I mean, great. if you want to talk about games that are virtually movies, yeah, those Gear are it. Four, it is mostly... There's more movie than gameplay. Oh, I know. I mean, wasn't like the opening cutscene like forever it's long. It's a good half hour. Yeah. I mean, plus, you know, in Metal Gear Solid for PS1 had more spoken word than like some of the biggest titles of the 90s. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it like outworded like Terminator 2 and stuff. <laughs> the other good thing about the Freddy's movie is that Seth Graham Smith is is attached. I think he's one of the producers. Oh, well then well there you go. That's going to be That's a, that's a good um that's a mark in the good column for that, yeah. I guess. I, I you think know, he would he would good. get it. Yeah. I think his quote was something he was to make a, a horrifying, terrifying, and weirdly adorable movie. It's like, <laughs> that's kind of like what Freddy's is. Yeah. That's, that works. Yeah, yeah, that works. Nothing like getting mauled to death by a mechanical purple bear. Yeah. Yeah, right. I think it definitely has potential to be really good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Speaking of things that get it, the Deadpool movie, uh, they've released uh, set shots yeah. and videos of people recording uh, what's going on in Vancouver. It looks okay. <laughs> I mean, you see him running around doing things. Doing Deadpool stuff. Yeah. Waving guns around. Cool, cool. <laughs> they showed him without his mask on, and he looks appropriately messed, messed up. up. Yeah. Cool, good. Yeah, didn't you say that they also, uh, some of them, one of the masks has like um, like uh, CGI, like uh, fa- uh, motion tracking like spots on it or something? It, well, that's what it looks like. I mean, it, around the black areas around the eyes, it looked like it had like little white dots, like tracker dots. Okay, so that's, because last, uh, last week we were talking about how we hope the mask moved, like the yeah. eyes on the mask moved, that would give the Ryan Reynolds a little more expression, expression. in the mask. Yeah. Instead of having that dead stare, like, you know, like Green Goblin and Spider-Man and the uh, yeah, Sam like, Raimi yeah. ones. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's good. That's, again, it's a step in the right direction. Plus, I think Ryan Reynolds would get it, and it wouldn't be like one of those movies where his mask comes on off all the time, like yeah. every yeah. other superhero film yeah. ever. I mean, even with the Iron Man, you know, you got the inside helmet shot a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It shows that they, they're getting it, that they didn't, it's not, you know, handsome Ryan Reynolds under there. No. <laughs> like, yeah, like no. somebody, yeah, like a producer didn't make them, you know, keep him handsome. Yeah, right. And <laughs> um, it, it is kind of funny, too. I saw a picture that they released for the movie that um, it, recently in Marvel Comics, they, they did uh, the death of Deadpool. And Ye- yesterday. Uh, yesterday. came out yesterday. And they have a picture of Ryan Reynolds, like, uh, shot through, like, the door of, like, a bathroom stall, like, on the toilet reading 
the Deadpool's dead comic, like in the Deadpool costume with a with a line like it smells like death in here, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, who died in here? Who died I in think. here? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's really funny. Uh, yeah, I, by all accounts, they're they're doing it right. I think, so. and it's weird because it's not Marvel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, well, I mean, it is. It's it, not Marvel Disney. Movie. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's it's Fox, it's which Fox. is the the ones yeah. who've been messing it up the most. Oh, well, no, that's that's Warner Brothers. That's Warner well, Brothers. true, true, true. <laughs> oh, speaking of Fox, not to get off subject too far, but they're they've been slowly leaking stuff about the um, uh, next X Men movie. The oh, really? Age of Apocalypse. Okay. They're bringing Archangel. I saw a picture of like the a character Angel with metallic like like pistons like wings. Yeah, let me pull Ooh. it up for you real quick. It's really cool. You guys I was keep, really hoping. Yeah, you guys keep talking about Deadpool. I'll love uh, uh, Chimichangas, tacos, guns, voices in his he's head. He's red and black. He's, he's red and black. He's Ninja Spider-Man. The Deadpool video game is really good. Have it's good. For, it's good for one playthrough. Yeah. Get the jokes. Get through it. And really, I mean, bad. I had fun, and that's all. I haven't I played it yet, for. but I've seen plenty of video and stuff about it. I mean, it's a pretty forgettable shooter. Oh, but it's that fun. is. That is great. Oh, that is cool. Oh, I, I, that was one thing I was really hoping with the whole Age of Apocalypse thing is, if anything, I really wanted to see Archangel. Yeah. Well, there he is. Oh, He's got I'm... the concept design from the back, like okay. his costume, and then, yeah, it all flips out into these giant, like, metallic, like, spiked wings. Oh, good, yeah, that's good, pretty good, cool. good, 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 good. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I really liked X-Men First Class, and I really liked Days of Futures Past. Yeah. As far as the X-Men movies go, I think those were definitely shining examples. Yeah. Because yeah, there, there were a few times where the other ones were pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. I, I like Days of Future Past a lot. I, thought I, it was I really did, good. too. I like that Days of Future Past erased X-Men 3. Yeah. It possibly might have even erased X-Men 2. Yeah. It, it Honestly. Almost reset the entire line. Which is which works fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought it was really funny that... Uh, uh, Kelsey Grammer came back for two seconds to don the blue beast makeup. Hey, you know what? Whatever. That's great. I know, right? I, well, that's the one thing I loved about uh, X-Men 3 was the fact that he was beast. Yeah. That yeah. was like the only thing I liked about X-Men 3. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, oh, something else that we didn't put, uh, we, we really didn't, weren't going to talk about, but I saw where they were leaking stuff from Fantastic Four. Yeah. I saw, I saw the thing picture. The thing, yeah. You know what? I understand what they're going with. They want to make it a lot more realistic. And I understand that it's not the the comics version of the Fantastic Four. They're, the characters are um, only lightly based on the comics, on the original Fantastic Four. He looks good as a rock monster. As a rock monster, he looks great. Yeah. If they're going to, he's he looks all jaggedy and, you know, he's not, yeah. you know, uniform and stuff. And he's only kind of orange. He's not orange. In the picture I saw, he was kind of orange. The picture I saw, he was gray. Like, when I saw like it, was gray the, brown. it was like from the front, uh-huh. and, and he was kind of—I thought he looked kind of gray, or not gray, but orange. It might have just been the way I was looking at it, but I swear he looked like just. Well, gray I know in the other green. shots I saw, he was gray. It's gonna keep it mad. so the only X X Men, the only Fantastic Four movie worth watching is the Roger Corman one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And this yeah. one's for me. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this one's for being a real jerk. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. See, he does. To me, this doesn't look orange. I thought he looked kind of orange. He was kind of a reddish, orangish. He brown. he just looks brown. Know. He just looks brown gray to me. Yeah, he looks like he's made out of regular bricks. Yeah, not bright orange. He's yeah. not bright orange like he's supposed to be. And the other thing, you know, I don't. I know this is nitpicking, but if they're gonna go all the way to make him like super craggy and like non-human, 
should have given him the thick eyebrows. Oh, I know, right? Like the thing from like the it, com- like in that deleted scene where mm-hmm. uh, the one chick made the sculpt of the comic book thing. Yeah, yeah, but, with, the, yeah, with right. the big brow. Yeah, I mean, it looks good as a rock monster. You know, I'm kind of looking at the <laughs> head, and for some reason, the Judge Dread ABC robot comes to mind. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it- the jaw. If this was a yeah. Johnny Quest movie and if he was Hard Rock from Johnny Quest, that'd be cool. Yeah, right. Oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> I haven't watched Johnny Quest in like forever. Hey, do you think that gurney scene is going to be his arm stretching? Yeah. I don't know. It, it definitely is. You talk about movies that aren't going to be right. The Fantastic Four is going to be it's gonna stupid. Be, it's yeah. going to be the furthest off the mark, I think, of any superhero movie we've gotten thus far. I mean, it might be good. You know, you know, you never know. I'm, I'm a big proponent of, you know, you can't. Judge it until you've seen it. Judge yeah. it and bash a movie until you see it. But <laughs> but it's not looking good. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. Moving on from that to other movies that may or may not be good. <laughs> Kevin Smith is trying to put together uh, Mallrats 2. Well, he's not trying. He is. He, he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going through and he's like being a Pokemon master and collecting the old cast like crazy. Like I follow him on Facebook. Yeah. And it seems like every day there's a new yeah, person. I think he's got all but like three of the of the principal cast, yeah. yeah. You know what? Early Kevin Smith, I have a soft spot for. Yeah. And Mallrats was the fir- was actually the first Kevin Smith movie I'd seen. I watched that before I saw Clerks. Yeah, I, I love that movie. Uh, yeah, I I love Mallrats, but I don't know. I think they've said all they needed to say. Yeah, in, in Mallrats one, one. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it was so long ago. Everybody's so old now. Just yeah. gonna be some old dudes walking around a mall. Yeah, I mean, are malls even really a, a mall culture really a thing not, at this point? Yeah, not, not not anymore. No, not when most of the malls around the country have closed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, due and, to crime and online shopping. Unless that's the plot of the movie is yeah. that they're closing the mall. We gotta save the mall. Yeah, which I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, no. But I mean, they they have like the main main cast. I mean, Jason Lee's back in. Uh, the guy who played T. S. Elliot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is back in. T.S. Eliot. T.S. Eliot's like a, a, a poet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's his name? Just, Whatever. I think it's just T.S. I don't T.S. know what it's like. The Jaws ride doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So the reference to the. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't. Unless he has a really good idea for what to do with it, because he hasn't said anything about what it's about. He probably doesn't know what it's about yet, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, like Clerks too. Was okay. Yeah, I like Clerks too. I, I like it, but it's not. It's not the same as Clerks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, the well, end of Mallrats tells you what happens to everybody. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. I mean, is, that and um. Is that not canon now? No, I, I don't know. It, <laughs> it, it has to be because what happened to Jay and Silent Bob happened in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. That's true. Because they had the the orangutan. Yeah. That and uh, the comic shop does appear in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, that's true. And they did. Uh, they are bringing uh, Brian, um, what's his name? Oh and yeah, Steve Dave. Steve and, Dave and, and fanboy. Yeah. Yeah, Walt the fanboy. Yeah. Oh boy, I love those guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, again, it's a movie that I'm going to. I'll go see. Yeah, because, oh, I'll see it because you know I support I support Kevin Smith and the things he does. I uh, I love Tusk. I thought it was great. Tusk was pretty good. I still <laughs> haven't seen it. Yeah. I mean, Red State was. Uh, yeah, sorry. I liked Red yeah, State. I mean, Red State was, there was, there was, Red State was definitely Red's. a departure. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it was weird, and it was uncomfortable for like 90% of it. Oh, yeah. And I, then, I, I like he, that indie, the, well, no. the indie Kevin Smith. Yeah. I, I think the story behind it is probably better than the movie itself. 
like him getting it made. Yeah. And the fact that no one wanted to pay for it because it hit too close to home with the whole Westboro Baptist Church kind of stuff. Yeah. And he kickstarted the movie before Kickstarter was a thing. Yeah. But, I mean, that's got to count for something. Yeah. And then the fact that the dude paid for it just because he likes Kevin Smith movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'll go see it, but it's not, I don't have high hopes for it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, have you noticed like the one person that they haven't announced that's in it yet is Ben Affleck? Oh, yeah. But that's... they're super buddies. Aren't they? Uh, at least, they well, were. they were as of ten years ago. Yeah. I mean, they were. I mean, I'm yeah. sure they still talk. Yeah. And then I heard after after Mallrats two, they're doing Clerks three. Well, they've yeah. been talking about doing Clerks three pretty much ever For since Clerks yeah. two. He rides the coattails that he's gonna make Clerks three all the time. Yeah. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Clerks three is his last film. Yeah. Clerks three makes more sense than Mallrats two. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they use Mallrats two as a um, jumping point precursor or like a prologue to yeah, setting up things that are going to be to- we have to tell you this story in Mallrats so we can tell you the story in Clerks 3. Yeah, because Clerks and Mallrats line right up against each other. It's the same. It's all the same universe. Yeah. I mean, all of his movies were really the same universe. Yeah, like those three. Except for Jersey Girl and... Uh... Yeah, that's when he broke the universe. Like yeah. the first three movies mm-hmm. he did were all within the same New Jersey Basic- universe. B- yeah. Basically, yeah. The viewers universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every movie Jane Salabob is in is part of the universe. Technically, yeah, technically yeah. Dogma is. Yeah, There's no technical yeah, that's the th- yeah, yeah, that's the third one in the bunch. No, Chasing Amy. Oh, I forgot about Chasing Amy. Yeah. Yeah, How could you forget about that, Chasing well, Amy? Well, five, because Jay and Silent Bob Strike Bob, Back yeah. is in the universe, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, like I said, I'll watch it, because, like you said, I like I like Kevin Smith. I like listening. I like his work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like Kevin Smith as much as I did well, when no. I was younger. Yeah. I was a huge Kevin Smith fan in, like, high school and stuff, and I feel like I've... I've kind of grown out of it a little bit. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. I go back now and watch this stuff and see the kind of the more sophomoric stuff yeah. that I loved when I was a kid and go, eh, maybe, maybe not. But no, but I, still, I, I still like the guy. And sure. I think the last couple movies he's made is, have been really good. Yeah. I'm stoked to see uh, Yoga Hosers and Moose Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, at this point, we're kind of talking in circles about, oh, you know, know. <laughs> moving on to TV stuff. Yeah. They're not going to make Simpsons DVDs anymore. Which is crap. Yeah. I have quite a few volumes of Simpsons on DVD. Yeah. I have almost, I have the first 15 and, uh-huh. the, and the 20th season. I have a lot of them. Now, for a long time, that was like the go-to Christmas present was like, you get a bunch of clothes, you get like one Lego set and you get a, uh, a, a Simpsons, Simpsons DVD box. Set. Simpsons the DVD next box season set. of the Simpsons. Yeah. For, for like the longest time. And that was great. That was great. But yeah, Al Jean uh, announced on Twitter that um, season 18 is the last box set that they're going to do. Which is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he did say all the episodes are going to be on the um, Simpsons app, the Simpsons Universe app, I guess. So, I mean, everyone's going to be able to still watch them in the later seasons. And they're going to continue to do the commentaries okay. on the app. Yeah, which, so, is, which is cool. I like Simpsons I commentaries. I like the Simpsons commentaries. And, you know, I, I have two distinct opinions on it. You know, part of me is like, you know what? They're getting into the seasons where the Simpsons weren't as great. You yeah. Know? And you know what? <laughs> Does anybody even really want season 19? Yeah. Seasons 19 or 20 or, or 21, 20 through yeah. 25 like or whatever. Like they would, you know, one through eight. Yeah. I mean, you know what? If they're having, if they have the app and people can watch it whenever they want, you know what? That's, that's cool. The other half of me, the OCD collector is going, no! <laughs> because they're putting out seasons one through 18, but a couple years ago, they also put out 20. 
and no nineteen. Yeah. So there's, there's no nineteen. A, there's a gap in the there's collection. There's no gap in the collection. And my and my collector brain is like just going this firing because it's not gonna be complete. It's not gonna be complete. <laughs> I, I don't even understand why that makes sense. You think if you you put the box sets out, people are gonna buy it, you're gonna get the money. Then I, you get the power. Then you get the women. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. I mean, I don't know. I just, why? I just, I just, it, it makes no sense. Yeah. You know, but, numbers exist for a reason, so we can number box sets. I just like having the hard <laughs> copies of them. Yeah, me too. Like, your first thing I'll go to when the internet goes out, Simpsons DVDs probably. Yeah, right. Uh, you know what? I... Now here's here's my other question. Do you think that this is like a um, like the first strike ag- against like collectors edition, collectors edition physical DVDs? Stuff? Maybe yeah. yeah, it might be on because, the way out because Simpsons Simpsons DVDs have been a huge thing for a long time. Oh yeah, and you know what? Maybe this is gonna the beginning of the end of big you know DVD. Yeah, I collections used to of watch seasons. box or used to buy box sets of shows all the time, but. I also nah. remember when box sets were really expensive. Oh, they're yeah. still really expensive. Well, they're they're better. Yeah. But maybe maybe we, we're just making more money. Yeah. It's possible. But that yeah. was such a cool thing to do was buy box sets of shows, but now I don't do it anymore because yeah. I watch it on Netflix. Yeah. And, you know, that's, <laughs> a part of me is kind of sad that everything's moving towards digital because, you know, Again, that collector mentality. Yeah. I like having I like having the box up on the wall in the shelf, you know, and it looks good. Yeah. You know? I mean, and I'm it's ca- always gonna be there. It's, it's not gonna, be gonna there. disappear off Netflix and then you can't watch it anymore. Exactly. And, yeah. And that's you how I own feel it. Too. It's yours. Yeah. I mean yeah. I like you know, a lot of people talk about it's like, oh, why don't you just download this movie or whatever? I like having the physical copy on my shelf. It's like books on my shelf. I like having it there. I like looking at it. I can take it down. I can look at it. I can use it, whatever. People can see it and yeah. they have good taste. Part of me, yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, part of me is like, I just like having them there. And again, that's like with the whole digital thing. Like, yeah, you can sit there and hold this tablet that holds millions of books and stuff, but can you really see it? No. <laughs> Do we have evidence of it? No. No. That's why I still get physical comics. You yeah. Know what? Exactly. It would, it would save me so much money and space and time to just get a tablet and read all of my books off of off of the tablet. But I you know what? I like I like holding the comic. I like, you know, the the visceral feeling of turning the pages. You know, yeah. it's that kind of it's the same thing with DVDs, you know? I think this just means we're old now. I know. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, are we having like a grandpa? Like... I think we are. I think I think we're having our old man. I don't like change. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I have to go tell the kids to get off my lawn. <sighs> I don't know. I mean I I do feel like like I remember like you know big stores and you go to like there's this DVDs everywhere. Oh, I like know those Sun big stores. Coast. I used to work in well, those I big know, stores. I know, I know, <laughs> but I feel like like I go to like you know Walmart or something and like I feel like the sections are getting smaller. Smaller, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at CD sections in stores. They're real small now. Oh man, I, I haven't bought a CD in years. Oh, I haven't yeah. either. iTunes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I oh. feel differently about music because it's. I don't. I don't give a crap about CDs. I like to buy vinyl. Oh, yeah. I bought, yeah, vinyl. Because you put them in a frame. They look nice. Yeah. Again, you put them up on the wall, and it looks great. <laughs> and I like the way vinyl sounds, too. It, I, has, a, it has a warmer feel yeah. sound to it. Yeah. yeah. I Yeah. Yeah. God, we are, we are having an old man discussion. <laughs> oh, God, no. Uh, I, but I didn't even grow up with vinyl, though, and I like, I don't know. I'm just I being did. a hipster, See, I, I guess. I grew up with vinyl. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I was when I was growing up, all the the only music I had was my mom's records. Yeah, we yeah we had a huge 
album collection when I was when I was a kid. I kind of still wish I had that old record player. It was huge too. It was like one of those big wooden oh, cabinets. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, it was the best. Yeah, man, I still need to to fix my record player. <laughs> like the the audio leads are are fried on it. Oh, I need to okay. I need to fix it. I have like one of those suitcase style ones. Oh, nice, nice. My dad, my dad has one sitting in his living room. It's got like a plastic top on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, there was one holiday. Uh, my niece and nephew were over, and we're all just sitting there. And uh, she's like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "It's a record player." And she's like, looks at my older sister, and she goes, "What's a record?" And I look dead at my sister. I'm like, "What are you teaching these children?" <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> All right. Well, um, man, we're old. Uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> Do you want to hit the hit the tech news? Oh yeah, let's. We're hit the up tech on news. the tech news. We're young and and we're hip. young and hip. Yeah, we yeah. know new technology. New technology. Yeah, uh, YouTube announced that they are going to add a, a make a paid for app that uh, eliminates ads from their videos. Do you think that's a good idea or not? I I don't, the ads don't bother me enough right now to do it. But mm-hmm. if they say, well, since we have this subscription service. That's put more ads on the free service, then that's gonna be awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember a day when YouTube didn't have ads. You could just watch videos all the time, no ads. Mm-hmm. They added ads. You know, I, again, I'm like with Cody. I don't care just yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish there were a few more that had skip buttons. Yeah, I think it's like a 30 second cutoff. If it adds more than 30 seconds, you can it gets a, a skip button. Yeah, something uh, like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm sure there are some people. I mean, they've already got some pay stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Like a lot of official companies actually have now where you can buy to rent or rent a movie or something. Oh, on, sure. Yeah. Or yeah. TV series on YouTube. Yeah. And I refuse to do so. Yeah, I've no. never done that. No. No, you'll find you'll find a free version somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it may not be the best quality, but you're going to find it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure there are some people out there that are going to do it. I mean, it, we are in the advent of streaming services. Yeah. What I hope is that if they switch to this paid-for model, I hope that some of the money m- made from it goes to the content creators because this is yeah. this is different from like a Netflix or yeah. a Hulu or something like that. Yeah. Because they're because Netflix and Hulu are like buying the the viewing rights to those shows outright, so the creators are getting money anyway. Yeah. A lot of times the ads, ad revenue is what keeps the YouTubers, the independent content creators going. And I mean, we've dabbled with yeah. YouTube a little bit. Yeah. In the future, we're planning on doing a little more with YouTube. Yeah, we the, have the, yeah there are some people out there, their sole income is being a YouTube partner and yeah. getting paid for their views. Yeah, yeah and, if they, and if YouTube makes this paid-for app and re- removes part of their income and doesn't supplement it with you know a share of the, of the money made from the paid app, I think that's wrong. Yeah, these people live and die on YouTube's algorithms. Yeah, and they changed it recently. Yeah, too. a lot of the independent animators can't sur- can't survive on it now because of the uh, algorithms based on length watched. Yeah, length watched, not a uh, times times yeah. viewed. And and updating regularly. Yeah, which if you're making a cartoon, you can't it, do that. Yeah, you can't. The, yeah, you can't make it long. And do it quick. <laughs> That's why you've seen more Let's Players yeah. on there because, you know, it's it's super easy 15-minute content that you make money on for every minute watched. I mean, it's it's kind of sad, actually, when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, I like Let's Plays, but I also like cartoons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like yeah. I, I we were adults. A... We watch, we watch 
Shows about car- video games and cartoons. <laughs> well, I mean, you got like channels like, you know, like Frederator and Cartoon Hangover, which are big names and has shows on networks, but they also do their own stuff, mm-hmm. you know, off of network. Well, they're not in as big a trouble with this because it's it's really the animators that do like one minute long yeah. things or like under a if if you if, if animators make a, a cartoon under a minute, they don't make any money anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, the, ca- that's ca- the biggest problem. Kind of like Film Cow and stuff like that. Yeah. That and Frederator and YouTube are like no, oh, they're best yeah, buds. You, yeah, YouTube paid pays for a lot of their content. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I really hope they they because I've also seen a lot of uh, YouTube people going to uh, that new streaming service. Um, oh god, I can't remember what it's called now. It starts with a V. Vimeo. I know there's music yeah, videos. Vimeo's on Vimeo. been, no, 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 been no, no, around no, for a while. No, 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 no. It's something else. Anyway, I can't remember. But it was something you they recently came out with, and you could sign up. The, if you signed up by a specific date, you got a year uh, subscription for free. Oh. Either way. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like you said, I really hope the con- uh, the content makers get a, a cut of the pie. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, it just seems unfair to change the model on them again. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when their whole livelihood is making videos for YouTube. Right. Like, I could either see that or maybe other people maybe selling or joining with other networks to try to stay afloat. Like, I know uh, a couple of channels I used to follow, or a couple of channels I used to follow on YouTube are now part part of the greater Discovery Channel group. Yeah. You know, just stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think, again, I think you're going to see more and more of that. Like, the Geek and Sundry stuff, they do a lot of different things mm-hmm. you know all under the geek and sundry banner or like game grumps they um they they've done a lot of independent animation stuff yeah to help out animators help out yeah the same animators they're, they're really screwed. yeah they're really helping out and i mean shoot even some of the game some of the people on the channel themselves are kind of losing out because yeah did you listen to that hour-long thing yeah the on, tune on, grumps yeah yeah, yeah. that was really kind of an eye-opener for for me for a lot of different things yeah you know that so, was really good. Yeah, if you're yeah. interested in animation and animation, inter- and, yeah, and and YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. watch that Game Grumps uh, Tune Grumps from April Fool's Day. <laughs> yeah, really interesting stuff. Well, anyways, uh, I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, again, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you for listening. You can check us out online uh, just about each and every day at nerdoverload.com. It's it's been updating a lot recently. A lot. So check it out. Yep. I mean, we've got Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash nerd overload website. Yep, that's it. And then Twitter.com slash or at. That's not how you do Twitter. <laughs> no, that's not how you do Twitter. At nerd over. I can't talk. At I am nerd underscore it. overload. That is at, it. Yep, at nerd underscore overload. Obviously running out of steam here. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, thanks again for listening, and we will be back next week at 9. This show has been brought to you by replays, gameware, movies, and more, and IDE computers.